If you're like me, you might find it all too easy to lose track of yourself in the distractions of our fast-paced and hyper-competitive modern society. And I'm not the only one. In Japan, the transition from a rural, traditional, medieval society into a modern, industrialized one came remarkably quickly. And Japanese psychologists noticed a strong correlation between urbanization and new challenges in mental health. So in 1982, the Japanese Ministry of Forestry began promoting something called forest bathing, spending time in nature not with a goal, but simply to exist mindfully within something greater than ourselves and greater than even the systems which govern our day-to-day -day lives. I grew up in a more rural area and love nature. But living in a city, I have definitely noticed a change in the way that my environment affects me. As I was reading some Japanese folk tales, I realized how much nature plays a part in them, and started thinking more about my relationship to nature as well. And that's why I decided to give forest bathing a try. So let's see if it made a difference, and how this all relates to some beautiful traditional cultural elements that we can all carry through to us today. My name is Sean. Welcome to Mythos and Logos. Shinto is the indigenous religion of Japan. Uh, indigenous meaning that the future religions, which are still popular today, like Buddhism and Christianity, came from abroad, whereas Shinto, uh, which translates to the spirit way in Chinese, Shen Dao, which is Shen, meaning spirit, or Kami in Japanese, and then Tao being the Tao, the way, also in Taoism. It is the way of the spirits, so to say. Though exactly how to translate kami can be a point of contention. Um, oftentimes you'll see the word spirit or God used that would conjure up to the Western mind something like the Greek gods or like the biblical God. But the kami, they can be found in the world among us. Uh, oftentimes, many folk tales will tell of spirits living within particularly great or impressive trees, or um, or in natural wonders. Uh, Mount Fuji, of course, being one of the most uh, most notable and most well known. But the kami can be found all around in nature. They are anything that gives you a sense of awe and wonder and reverence at the world around you. It's also fascinating that Shinto doesn't really have much in terms of formal theology. The religion itself is practiced in rituals among shrines, but many shrines will actually just be a roped off grove in a forest or a small bit of forest preserved in the middle of even an urban city today. There is a very strong idea that it's not rigorous, systematic, theological disciplines, but experience that really connects one to the spirits around the world. And that is where the practice of forest bathing, spending time in nature, comes from. 
the benefits of nature which academics are rediscovering today have been shared for centuries in stories like that of Princess Okureha. The daughter of a samurai, she often journeys up onto a mountain to pray, yet when her mother falls ill and her father is out at war, she has to make the journey alone. And this fearful, lonely trip becomes worse when a brute of a man comes out of the woods to assault her. The princess is lonely and afraid and about to give up hope when a cold breeze blows the man down, knocking him out. And a warm one follows, bringing life and hope back to the princess. The princess is confused, and more so when she sees a glowing, white-robed stranger walking toward her. This strange woman reveals herself to be the kami of the mountain, saying, You need have no fear, my pretty child. Come here when you will, and I shall be your protector. If you wish to please me, come again tomorrow, so that we may converse. And bring me some flowers from the fields for I never descend low enough on earth to get these, but they are my favorites. They smell so sweet. That story is quite dramatic, but tells the same truth that we are rediscovering today, that in even the most difficult times, nature can be our ally. For years to come, the princess gathers her flowers and meets with the spirit on the mountain whenever she has a troubled mind. When she's sad because she's about to be sent off to marry, the mountain spirit shows her the cycles of life, growth and blooming in nature all around, telling her that she too can leave her youth behind and go into this new stage of life. The kami gives the princess a sake, or rice wine, of eternal youth, saying that if she takes it with her and she and her husband drink, then they shall live and be young forever. And they do drink that sake at their wedding feast. When they both look up and see that same white-robed spirit in the clouds. And it is said that to this day you can still meet them on the mountain, living a joyful life as immortals surrounded by the nature that consoled the princess for so long. My time in the forest was nowhere near as dramatic as the princess's, but I was able to find some joy and tranquility and peace. We took a short walk through the woods in a beautiful state park and enjoyed some peaceful moments by the lakeside as well. While we didn't film in the dark, the stars that night were absolutely exceptional. But in time, we returned to our cabin to wrap up. I feel like I really have an understanding of the cleansing aspect, why it's called forest bathing and not just taking a hike or touching grass. Uh, and that does again relate to Shinto practice. At just about every Shinto shrine, sometimes it's a basin, sometimes it's a natural river, uh, sometimes it's a pool, but there's always a place for a symbolic washing of the hands and the mouth, a purification, bringing off the world's um, impurities before going to the dwelling place of the kami, of the spirit. And in many ways, I feel like forest bathing 
is that purification we can do for ourselves, resetting ourselves to a more natural state and relationship with the universe, purifying ourselves so that we can go back into the world um, free of its impurities and corruptions. So I think that the bathing part is very, very indicative of that Shinto practice. In the absolutely fantastic book Shinto the Kami Wei by Sokyo Ono, there are some very profound references to natural spirituality. Ono discusses how the shrines themselves are built to harmonize with the natural environment around them, whether that is a grand mountain shrine or something more simple on the reed plains. Then a great quote here on trees says that in rural areas especially, the devout are reminded of the nearness of the kami simply by looking towards the wooden area in which a shrine is nestled. This close relationship between the trees and shrines can be seen in the ancient use of the word meaning forest, mori, to designate a shrine, and the word meaning shelter of a kami, kanabi, for the surrounding woods. I was familiar with some stories in Shinto, but this book and a great documentary, which I'll link in the description, did a lot more to teach me about the actual practice. And as someone who loves nature, I saw a lot of parallels, decided to try on this forest bathing, going into the natural world with that mindset. And uh, I would say the results are a definite success. Uh, it was very beautiful to feel aware of my body and my breath, the wonderful parts of the world around me, the hidden little bits of natural architecture and wonderful things. It's very nice to see the cycles of nature and to see yourself not as separate to it, not as our world and the natural world being separate, but together. Special thanks are in order for the absolutely beautiful forest to bathe in at Lake Murray State Park in the state of Oklahoma, located in Chickasaw Nation. Also, for you listening and your support, if you have made it this far, you are one of our top fans, so thank you very much. I do appreciate that, especially with the support as well of all of our patrons and everyone who helps me to explore these stories, the world, and myself. Thank you very much, and we'll see you in the next one.